This is the Black Film Review. We're not gonna make it to Christmas, are we? Not a damn chance. Nothing says the holidays quite like family. I wasn't expecting you for another day or two. Your room's upstairs. But the liquor's in the dining room. Hi critics, it's your girl Taz, the host of the Black Film Review. I'm back again with another episode this week. I know y'all didn't even really expect to get one episode, let alone two, so I'm really excited. This is the first time I've ever done this, as you guys know, because I be going on hiatuses all the time. I'm real flaky, not very consistent, but it's good because I'm here. I made a promise not to only y'all, but also to myself to release at least four episodes this month. So I figured I'd do a back-to-back episode for this week. Um, So... Um, what was I about to say? Oh, okay. (laughs) So once again, I am alone. It's just me, no special guests, no Tia, no Brittany. Um, so it's just me. So just my voice. I hope you guys love it. La 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 la. Anyway, so today's film is very fitting on the fact that it is almost Christmas. Today is Christmas Eve, December 24th of 2021. Um, I want to wish anyone who celebrates Christmas a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, And yeah, so if you guys couldn't tell or if you guys don't know, there's a film called Almost Christmas and that is the film we getting into today. All right, so the film was released in November of 2016. (laughs) I just want to make a little side note that I, I know so many people who had kids in 2016 and all their kids is bad and cute as fuck. And I just love that for them. Like, when I say bad, I don't mean bad, bad. I mean, like, mischievous. And I fuck with kids that's mischievous. mischievous. So, anyway, that was just a little side note. <laughs> so, shout out to them, all the moms and dads that I know. Y'all, y'all lit. Y'all lit. Anyway, so, this film has, like, a whole lot of black people. Like, a fucking shit ton of black people. Like, this is, like, some black beauty like it's just beautiful as fuck like how many black people's in this movie movie all right so i'm only going to name a few and not too many um i'm also going to talk about like little cameos here and there because there are just a lot of like small um roles that people play all right so this movie like a bunch of other freaking movies i've reviewed i just real i not just realized it but i realized it when i was like taking notes and stuff that i've reviewed three movies thus far including this one that Gabrielle Union has starred in let me tell you how how booked and busy sis always been like she's been in all sorts of movies don't get me wrong I know she took like a little hiatus but sis really be out here like she she really be out here but anyway all right so like I said Gabrielle Union um Danny Glover Monique my good sis Omar Epps Kimberly Ellis I added her on the list of people that I named because she is sis that got dragged at the house in that Medea movie uh Diary of a Mad Black Woman that's what it's called um she got dragged at the house that was sis you know her man's was like oh sis I don't want you <laughs> don't need you bye-bye um I got my new bitch and she already gave me a baby or I think I don't know anyway so back to the movie I'm reviewing um and then like I don't know if you guys are like this isn't like a main character but this is like 
real famous or like the non-famous people that's in the movie um dc young fly he is like on wildin out and he's been in like other movies he's really like an internet person i want to say he came big on vine but i don't know if it was vine was it vine y'all talk to me speak to your good sis because i don't remember i don't remember but it might have been vine but it might have not been i don't fucking know anyway so all right so this is the part where i usually go over the other ratings from other different sites but last week i well not last week but um earlier i didn't do that like earlier as in friday at the next i didn't do that and i i actually kind of like not caring about their ratings um and it also was a recommendation like in the beginning like the first few episodes someone recommended me to just stop and like just said fuck that who cares like only your rating counts and I fuck with that heavy because that gave me so much confidence so shout out to him it's my bro um so yeah I'm just gonna skip over that if you guys do want me to um go back to adding that I could definitely do that um just hit me up on IG or Twitter at the BFR pod um and then just tell me y'all views and why y'all wanna I mean if y'all want me to start doing that again because I I might be able to start doing it like it all depends on how I feel but anyway I love you guys' comments they're beautiful all right so let's get into this synopsis so you guys understand what the movie's about because this time i'm gonna do something differently i've done it to a few movies in the past um but i'm not really consistent with it but y'all know that already um so i'm gonna try to do something different so i'm gonna just give y'all the synopsis um yeah so anyway all right walter myers danny glover is a retired mechanic who lost the love of his life one year earlier now that the holiday season is here he invites daughters rachel gabrielle union and cheryl kimberly ellis and sons christian um, roman i don't know how to say his name romani malco um he the ball guy and evan jesse t usher he is the guy that was um in oh what is i want to say black dynamite but that's not the movie oh shaft that's the movie the the newer one not like any of the older ones like the newer one um to his house for a traditional celebration poor walter soon realizes that if he's that oh sorry that if <laughs> that if his vicar and children and the rest of the family can spend five days together under the same roof it will truly be a christmas miracle Oh, that was perfect. That's a great segue into what I was about to talk about. All right. So, excuse my page turning. I took notes. Um, anyway, so five days together. So they was traveling on my birthday, the 19th, and made it to their dad, the 20th. Some of them. Some of them just made it on the 20th. They wasn't traveling. They traveled on the 20th. Either way. So they made it there the 20th and then spent five whole motherfucking days with these people i also would like to note while we're talking about this five day time they did not align with um the year of 2016 or even the year 2015 nor did they align with the year of 2017 so they literally just made out a time frame themselves like they were like oh we're in a whole different world we're a whole different universe because they i want to say the second day or the third day they end up going to church 
Christmas was not, I looked it up, hold on. I wanna know if I took notes on it. Y'all bear with me. Because Christmas on 2016, sorry, I, of course I didn't take notes on it, but I'm about to do it right now for y'all. So be patient with me while I pull this up. And I'm gonna just scramble a bit to make y'all feel like I know what I'm doing. You know, that's what I do best. Anyway, all right. So Christmas in 2016 was on a Sunday, okay? And then in 2015, Christmas was on a Friday. And in 2017, obviously, Christmas was on a Monday because we had already had the leap year. So they literally just was like, oh, we're just going to pick any day, any time. Like, that was stupid. And it honestly really pissed me off while I was watching the movie. Um, yeah. So I... Like I said, I'm doing something different. So instead of just retelling y'all the movie and talk about the funny parts as I retell the movie, I am going to just um, do different things that point it, that came out to me. So what I'm going to do, I have a, it's not called a segment, but I guess it could be a segment um, where I chose to talk about the family dynamics of the film. Okay, so I did the first thing that I want to point out because I feel like I guess I can go kind of in chronological order at this point. Actually, I could go with any one of these. All right, sorry, I was just thinking out loud. All right, y'all. So in a lot of black films, for some reason, or like even black TV shows, like anytime there's a black family depicted on screen where there's a mother and a father or uh significant others like a boyfriend and a girlfriend fiance and fiance anything where there is like male and female relations in my opinion i haven't seen it with like you know with homosexual characters you know um but there's always a need to depict the women to be lighter than the men and i don't know why I, like it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, well, clearly colorism, but it just it's so weird to me because they did it in the movie. Like every single character in this film, the women, the women is dark lighter than the man. The women. The women is lighter than the man. And it was just weird to see. And the fact that I noticed it with every single couple, it was ridiculous. Like it was it was wild like the parent like down from i mean starting at the parents down to fucking rachel and omar epps so gabrielle union's name is rachel as i said in a synopsis and omar epps like in gabrielle union everyone knows her to be like this dark skin or brown skin i don't know how y'all characterize her but she is a darker um pigment woman um women and Sorry, y'all. I'm seeing it like that because for some reason, every time I say woman, I guess I just said it, but I always say woman, like the E and not woman. So I want to make sure I'm saying it right. So I'm going to say woman because I, yeah. Anyway, so even with her, like they got someone darker than her. Like they found Omar Epps and put him in the movie um, and, and I don't know if it was intentional, but it probably was. And it's so weird because like, I haven't noticed it as much now, but like it definitely happens. Like it, it's still clearly it still happens. This movie is only five years old. So it's just weird to me. Um, but like 
there's it happens all the time like even down to like children shows like if you watch the proud family trudy is like way lighter than oscar and it's just weird like i don't get it like it's it's weird as fuck because for me like my personal past like in like most of like my relationships i've been the darker person so i don't know and i'm not that dark like you guys i'm not that dark but i was always the darker person um so it just doesn't make sense to me it's just really a weird concept like you wit um in the 90s it was big like um freaking except for in fresh prints and suffer in fresh prints because uncle phil was definitely light-skinned compared to aunt vivian um and yeah but like even with um martin and um what is her name gina gina's light skin and martin is not and uh i don't it's just a lot i had another person i had another couple but i can't remember them and yeah but anyway so that happens like throughout the movie and i and it was very weird to me obviously i just took 70 years at this point to um talk about it <clears throat> you guys i apologize if my voice seems really gra- raspy i don't know what's going on i low-key think i'm sick but i don't low-key think i'm sick i like 100 feel like i'm sick um i thought i was having covid symptoms in the beginning of the week but i don't feel like it's covid anymore but anyway um and then what was really weird um and actually i like that they did this um that they made danny glover a widow because the statistics of widows versus um widowers um well he was a be a widower but um to widows it's like very it's very um disproportioned like women are more likely to be the um to outlive their husbands like to the point that in a recent um uh, i can't think of the word (laughs) <laughs> in a recent survey done um in america there is in america i mean the united states there is apparently 3.4 million widowed men and 11. 11.27 11.27 million widowed women so it's very not very rare but compared to it's rare it's like one in three like one in three widow i mean don't get me wrong i don't know if i'm doing this the stats right but that's just what it looks like in my mind to me one in three men are widows or one in three widowed people or men that's the one so i thought that was cool and very 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 um very not unique but it was very good but then again like it this so this movie for some reason i don't know why this movie particular um this movie reminds me of like a like a white film um called family stone um it's a pretty good movie and it's set around the holidays too but instead of the mom like being dead for the holiday that they celebrate she's actually dying like she'll she's sick and that's why she gets the kid there and then like at the end of the movie like they have the next holiday and she's dead um but yeah so it it gives me those vibes i i couldn't tell you why other than the fact that the mom is dead like that's literally it but there's also the this 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 function in the family so that could also be the reason why when you guys hear me take long pauses i'm drinking water 
I'm trying to say very hydrated. So anyway, um, and then they have like this crazy, like I wrote down like, um, um, adjectives and stuff. I don't even know if I'm, uh, y'all, I'm, I don't feel myself being a smart person, so I might be using words incorrectly, but anyway, um, I guess it would be adjectives, but anyway, so Monique plays the fabulous aunt, like, she's the auntie that, she's a rich auntie with no kids that, like, will trick on you, I don't think I should say trick, because she's buying her niece and nephew stuff, nieces and nephews, but anyway, she is that auntie, she the rich auntie, she the one with all the bread, she got the money, she the one that's that you go to when you in the pinch for money if you don't want your parents to find out I, she gives me those vibes um and then there's the workaholic son um christian he's like running for uh senator or congressman or something for alabama and then there's a strong independent black woman that don't need no man um gabrielle union because she's like freshly divorced and she's like fuck all niggas like i don't fuck with them at all like at all <laughs> and then there's the junkie youngest son and he's just a fucking junkie his name is evan um and he's just a fucking junkie and then there's the stuck up slash annoying sister um that has an annoying husband that's cheryl that's um kimberly's character um and then the um hmm Hold on, sorry, y'all. I did four. Oh, yeah, my notes I wrote that she's also rude as fuck and up front. Oh, okay, so I know why I wrote that. Um, <laughs> so, in this movie, Christian's married to a lighter-skinned lady, and Cheryl is married to a darker-skinned man. Um, LB Smooth, I think I said his name right. I think that's the man name. LB. LB Smooth. I think that's his name. I'm not sure, and I'm not going to look it up because I really don't care. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, so that's like the family dynamic. And I don't know if I talked about this already, but who has this much PTO to spend five days with their family? Like, I guess in this sense, it makes sense. So now I think it kind of makes sense why they made the weekend like a part of the movie in the sense of that that's it. those are two days that they don't need to use pto for you know like because if so let's say i'm assuming the 19th was like a friday so then that means the 20th was a saturday the 21st was a sunday so they, that's when they went to church maybe i don't know but they go to church in the middle of it and then the rest of the days were just three days and people were most of the time when they work in offices they're off on the 24th and then they would be off on christmas as well because um we are the land of the free and you could practice any religion but in america we tend to only really give a fuck about christianity and its holidays but um yeah so either way um yeah so i guess that would be the time log for that so i guess it would make sense but i i ain't using that much pto i mean i guess at that point it's only like really one day of pto but i don't like my family enough to use one day of pto we got two days that we could spend together and that's that that's just the vibes i'm on but People like their families. And if y'all are one of them people that like your family, let me know why you would spend that much time with your family. Because I'll get it. And me and my family go on a holiday 
aka vacation every year for seven days and there's at least three fights between that time frame so i just i don't get it but all right but it's not for me to get but anyway this family was this was really good even though they had like big beef um they they really just enjoyed being around each other and i loved it like it was a lot of moments where they have fun like there was a moment um in the kitchen where they had the green the well danny i'm gonna say it as in danny glover's time so it was danny glover's grandkids his kids and then the fabulous i monique where they are um they're in the kitchen bonding cooking stuff um i think this is i'm gonna talk about that too but they in the kitchen bonding cooking stuff and the daughters um the granddaughters start dancing to like um that song where it's like hop out the motherfucking porsche that one i don't know the song i don't even know what's called i told myself i was gonna look it up but i didn't um and then gabrielle union and um kim kimberly's characters they start dancing to a child's story um and they even start doing a dance that obviously they made up when they was kids because well it was the kid in play but then they also like were doing other dances and they were in sync so clearly they made them up as kids and they were just bonding over that and i love that for them i really freaking did um and then and then monique i forgot what song it was called um i want to say let it whip but i don't think that was what the song was called and i didn't look it up because again y'all i'm lazy as fuck um but then they start doing the lecture slide as a family and i thought that was cool and it was really cute and everything um like it was really really fucking cute like to me like it was just beautiful um but let's let, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on some other creepy weird shit that they that they happened right. So, fucking um, so so Cheryl Kimberly character she is making the mac and cheese. Everybody know that every family gathering. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. The mac and cheese is a staple. Like that is the most important part of the meal. Honestly, like the meat comes second to that like the meat that's being cooked is second to the macaroni and cheese like i don't i don't see why someone would think that so gabrielle union felt the need to put her i don't know they kept calling it dressing but i call it stuffing because what is it dressing it's not dressing anything it's it's not like it's bread it's 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 hard bread i I don't know i don't eat it so if that's what y'all into that's what y'all into but I don't know but if someone knows why it's called dressing they could definitely hit me up and let me know because i don't i don't get why it's called dressing like it just it don't make no sense to me anyway so they um i don't know y'all they being weird they, oh, so what I was saying was she she puts it on. She puts it on lo- not low. I think she puts it on like 250. I, clearly, she wanted to do other things while she was cooking the macaroni and cheese. So she wanted to, to cook slow. And Gabrielle Union, bitch ass, she fucking takes the stuff in out the refrigerator. Then moves the macaroni and cheese to the bottom fucking rack in the oven. And then puts her nasty ass stuffing on top of the macaroni and cheese. And then turns it up to 350 and then leaves the kitchen and just don't give up. Like, don't forget about it. To the point that the whole fucking kitchen, like, it, the shit burned in the fucking oven. 
because nobody was fucking paying attention to it. And then everybody comes into the, the kitchen and is like, what's going on? They start fighting because, bitch, you burnt the macaroni and cheese. Like, the fuck? And that shit was just the fuck annoying. Like, I would have punched her in her fucking face. And she deserved to get punched because, bitch, how dare you? How dare you fuck up the mac and cheese? Like, if y'all can't tell, I like macaroni and cheese. And that was hella disrespectful and special. Disrespe- <laughs> disrespectful. So... Then Lonnie, who plays Cheryl's husband, I mean, who is Cheryl's husband, played by L.B. Smooth, B.L. Smooth. I don't know the man name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. He's a tall, long, goofy nigga with the big head and really long neck. Yeah. And a weird voice. But anyway, so he um, he comes in there and starts spraying. But my thing is, this man starts spraying the... Uh, the, the fire extinguisher, but he don't see a fire. Like, he just come into the freaking kitchen spraying shit like that was weird as fuck like i don't know but it was fun like him and monique had some great comedic um banter comical that's what the word is comical banter and it was it was good i like that they put that in the movie because they're both extremely funny people and i just love those vibes for them um yeah they was weird they they weird uh, they weird but anyway so I want to talk about like some of the fashion pieces that I noticed in the movie so I just want to say that other than Monique's outfits and everything like that everyone else was like real fucking basic except for Christian's wife I think her name was Sonia in the movie she had this bomb ass um sweater on for Christmas like it kind of I don't like it was in, not embroidered but it like um had like I want to say uh like little bells but it probably it probably was bells because it was christmas but it probably wasn't it probably was supposed to look like that but like these little bells like sewn onto them it was so cute like i loved it i would buy that and wear it to this day um you know with my mom pants and shit like that um but yeah so monique had fire ass outfits the whole movie she was fire as fuck like everything she had the fire wigs like she was lit like she was lit as fuck and then um Cheryl had this horrible wig on like I don't understand why she had this wig on I don't understand why she felt the need that the wig needed to be there like it was bad and I hate when I see movies like that where the I don't know do they not have budgets but then again what I'm saying is these are black films and they don't get big budgets even though they make a lot of money um that's definitely something that's been talked about a lot so maybe they just didn't have a budget for it I don't know but it just was so freaking bad like it was horrible and I didn't like the wig and they kept moving it and changing it and it just looked a mess and then I'm saying this but like Monique has some good wigs on so I don't know what was going on like I don't know if that was like Kim's wig and they were like oh she was like I just want this on my head I don't know what was going on but y'all it looked a fucking mess like it was just disrespectful as fuck and I don't know why she allowed that to happen I don't get it but then also what I want to point out is Gabrielle Union had micros and I mean I never had micros I barely even do my hair like I told y'all before but like I didn't know micros was still a big thing in 2016 like I thought that micros were like not a big thing like I thought micros were not a style in like 2010 at the latest because I think that may be the latest that I've seen anyone with micros in their hair um and I like I I don't know y'all I don't know but I just assumed that like people didn't have micros no more 
but I guess they did and they do and they um yeah I think micros are coming back because I feel like I just recently seen somebody with micros too and I just honestly I'm extremely tender-headed and I don't like people with my hair so I couldn't see myself sitting for micros like I barely be able to sit for braids so yeah no nah. and my braids I always get bigger braids because I just like them not bigger as in like huge I have really thick hair so all my braids look I don't know anyway I'm gonna move off that topic but it just don't make sense like it's wild as fuck um and then there's like a lot of relationship weird relationship stuff that happens in this movie like Lonnie clearly is an ain't shit ass nigga like he just ain't shit he like hooks up with Gabrielle not Gabrielle Union he hooks up with Carrie um Hudson Hudson Carrie Hilson I don't know if I mentioned she in the movie but she in the movie Monica in the movie and Gladys Knight in the movie so just a bunch of singing bitches is in the movie um they like they don't have major roles um the bigger roles are roles are Carrie um Hilson and Gladys Knight but Monica like Monica she just a waiter um she got red hair so she was on her I think this is when she divorced um um Shannon Shannon Brown I think this is around the time they got divorced because she had red hair and I mean she went through the phase and now she back in love with C murder and they back I'm assuming together because she be his mouthpiece for a lot of stuff she just talked at um Dolph's um celebration of life so yeah I guess those the vibes I don't know anyway my mom I'm gonna mind my business so anyway Lonnie started dealing with Carrie Hilson and like mind you she's like a store clerk um at the grocery store at, that he literally is on a mission for his wife to go get stuff so she could cook I'm assuming the macaroni and cheese um but yeah like she they while he while he started messing with her that's weird um then Gabrielle Union's character is like not trying to um to date Omar Epps and Omar Epps is putting in an effort effort but he's not leaving her alone like she keeps saying leave me alone leave me alone stop it and he's just not leaving her alone he put in the effort he find out she divorced and honey like that was like the green light for him like he was like I'm about to get my crush back like this is like some <laughs> high school crush like trying to get it back <laughs> that's funny I already laughed because like my high school crush like that's my bro <laughs> and I just I'm gonna just leave that at that because yeah that's my bro um <laughs> that's funny as fuck I'm funny y'all uh but yeah so yeah so he's like she's like not trying to be she he, she try not do it like that's not what she trying to be into but of course she her daughter comes and gives her a pep talk and in the middle of the pep talk about her being too strong and independent she drops like casually oh yeah because my boyfriend and like the whole time Gabrielle Union is like trying to like figure out when she got this boyfriend who is this boyfriend and the daughter was like that's beside the point and she kept saying like that's beside the point that's beside the point no little girl who is your boyfriend and where did he come from like what is this like why are you just now telling me that you got a boyfriend like it's so much that goes on in this movie like it's just fucking hilarious to me but not even like romantic stuff like it's a weird dynamic with Rachel and Cheryl like they they just hate each other like I don't know normally in movies you find out that like there was like um 
some beef that happened that made them dislike each other but it just seems like they never really fucking liked each other like it i don't think that there's any underlining beef that happens like they end up um uh, making up and stuff but then fucking gabrielle union do some nut shit and invite carrie hilson to the um to the dinner but then again she invited her before they made up so they made up afterwards and she tried to tell her not to come but she i don't know she she say something about not listening to her voicemails or whatever but anyway so let's talk about the wildest slash funny shit that happens that i really fuck with in this movie all right so when this is wild as fuck so like i told y'all the oldest son christian is running for congressman so he brings his campaign manager to the family function it's a white man it's that one white man i can't ever remember him and what his voice is but he honestly in my mind if it's not um mm, i can't remember that man's name either so i'm gonna just not bring it up but anyway he's the white man and he always looks like a detective and he's just funny he looks really nice in bow ties because i feel like i've seen him in bow ties a lot but i can't think of like a movie or something that i know by name that he's in it's wild but anyway so he comes and he says like he goes on the line like i 100 believe that the black woman is the backbone of america um she definitely is um and he goes and says like like he's talking about like how the mom is and i'm sorry like oh that you lost her um the black he says the black woman is the backbone of um the black family and then he also says like um like she's the backbone of they're the backbone of america and then he makes this wild ass statement like oh yeah of course who wasn't raised by a black woman and i just was like wow mind you i've seen this when i watched this movie it was on cable like it was on tv and shit like that but um yeah it was on cable so like i assumed that it was i mean clearly it was a like a pg maybe 13 version of the movie but that was still wild as fuck to me because the first thing that came to my mind was like niggas was really out here with mammies like that's wild as fuck and they was out here calling these motherfuckers mammies like that's wild like yo and people everybody in america be like oh it's not about race you're gonna make it real race but like it really do everything really stems down to race like it all goes back to slavery like it makes a route back to slavery it, it, that's sad as fuck that's wild too like wild as fuck that's shitty that that's our history like and i mean it in the sense of like that's like culture like that's wild but i digress i digress but anyway so and then um so what was weird as fuck to me so aunt may i think it was her name um monique's character and so they get there and she's like oh let me cook for y'all like i'll cook like it's cool i'll cook and of course she's a backup singer lived this fabulous life she's been all over the world everything like that so she has like she cooks a bunch of different cuisines from like different parts of the world and shit like that and they're all just looking at the table and they're like yeah bro we not eating that but like you can see it on all their faces they're not doing that so sonia christian's wife literally volunteers her son as tribute like he's the guinea pig she's like oh yeah i think his name was cameron she was like oh cameron will try it cameron will try it like bitch what don't volunteer me for nothing like even he was he looked at her he was like what i'm a what like don't that's 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 what's wrong with black parents they that now that's what's wrong with them they always think that they got power over everything like why would you volunteer that man to do that that little boy to do that because sis if you want it you you should have you should have volunteered 
Like, I don't, it just, it's wild. But anyway, I digress again. And then, y'all, what was funny as fuck to me. So when everybody's coming into the house, right? The son, the, the junkie son, the youngest son, um, he's like addicted to pain pills. Like he's taking them or whatever to ease his pain. Like, you know, his mom died and he's like, not know how to deal with it and stuff which is understandable I mean I'm fortunate to still have my mom but you know for those that aren't fortunate to still have their mom it could be hard and I understand that it could be hard so I'm not too judgy but he was a junkie ass nigga and he comes into the house high as fuck and it's so funny because like nobody really peeped it and if they peeped it they didn't say it and their faces didn't look like they peeped it but he was high as fuck bro like that was i've seen people high off of pills i mean y'all know the time that we in and people really be high off pills so yeah i seen him high off pills and he literally was like he wasn't a zombie like a lot of people he just had a lot of fucking energy for no fucking reason whatsoever like at all it was wild as fuck like really fucking wild um hold on I don't know I made a note y'all and I try to read it but like I don't get it hold on I don't I don't get it I don't even think I wrote I don't it doesn't sound like I wrote it right so I made a note saying is it better to be on the time or on it? And I don't I don't know what that means. So I'm going to move on to my next note that I made. So after Cheryl find out that Lonnie ain't shit, he cheating on her. Um, but she knew that because she even mentions it. Like, she was like, this is not something new. But anyway, she go get the shotgun. And, like, she chased him outside. He fall, everything like that. And instead of, like, instead of shooting him, she, like, shoots to the side. Like, she misses him. Like, she didn't, she just didn't shoot at him. Um, and he was like, oh my gosh, she shot me. She shot me. Oh my gosh, she shot me. And Monique comes to the scene. This is why I like this movie. <laughs> this is this, this line right here. Um, Monique comes to him and she was like, oh no, like he, she didn't shoot you. He was like, like she says, like he didn't, she didn't shoot you, but if she wanted to, she could have shoot you. And then she said, she finished the lines with, she the best shot in the family. And that right there made me want to be the best shot in my family. And I just feel like that's, that's goals as fuck. Like to be the best shot in your family. Like that's lit. Like I fuck with that shit so fucking hard. Like, I don't know. I'm into females being bad bitches. Like I love those vibes. Like I love like all levels of bad bitches, boss bitches, like every fucking level of it. Like I'm in that. Like I, I love that. I feed off that shit. It's, it's beautiful to me. It's really fucking beautiful. <laughs> really fucking beautiful, y'all. <laughs> really fucking beautiful. But anyway, so in the junkie, another thing with the junkie ass son. So the junkie ass son is, I guess he's about to give his dad a gift or whatever. So he go into the dad room. Um, what obviously used to be the mom's room. He gets a little sentimental, a little sad because he sees like the room still looks the same. This nigga put the gift on the bed and then starts looking like he, I guess he notices these papers that's sitting on the um, nightstand. So he picks up the papers and look at it. You know, this little bitch fucking read the papers, sat at dinner with a whole fucking attitude and then felt the need to talk about how the dad didn't need to um, sell the family house. Like the man, like Danny Glover's character said in the movie, bitch, this my house. He didn't say it like that, but this is my house. I could do whatever the fuck I want with my house. And I was right on his side because 
the fuck is you talking about? Mind your fucking business. This my house. I pay for this house. I bought this house. Me and my bitch ran this house. Like, fuck is you talking about? Like, those are the vibes that I'm feeling and I respect. Because don't get fucking smacked. Like, that's hella... Ugh. The junkie son, if y'all can't tell, really pissed me off. Like, in that moment, his nosy ass, his ungrateful ass, he really fucking pissed me off. And I get it. You said your mom died you you feel like you losing everything I get it I I don't get it but a part of me can understand it you feel like you losing everything I definitely can understand the part of feeling like you losing everything but you get get beat the fuck up honestly that's just how I feel so he makes this dramatic ass exit and like I told y'all Carrie Hilson come to the dinner and she make this dramatic ass entrance and it's entrance and it's just funny as fuck because Lonnie like oh shit I'm caught so he tried to hide but that was that was it but like that's funny as fuck and it's something else so if y'all are on the east coast or if y'all um I mean I'm assuming other countries have this problem but um this summer we recently just had a cassette a Cicada, 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 I think that's it. The cicada problem, it's a bug that make a loud noise or whatever. And in the movie, Gabrielle, you can get smacked with one. Like one is like on her or some shit like that, but like it's in her life. And in my mind, I'm just like, so did she, um, like, I forgot what I was about to say. Yeah, I forgot y'all. That thought is gone. Like, I don't even have the thought anymore. I don't. Mm -mm, I'm not at all. What? Okay, so there's some other things that I just found cute in this movie as well. So the whole movie, Danny Glover's character is like trying to find the recipe to make the sweet potato pie that his wife made every year. Like, he literally is trying the whole movie. He comes up with a whole bunch of different batches. It's the cutest thing ever because this old man is on the internet trying to look for recipes that sound and, like, seem similar to what his wife used to make. And it's just so freaking cute. It's cute as fuck, and I love it. And I'm so happy that at the end he was able to channel it and get it and do it justice, and I'm just so happy. Like, that was so cute for me. And then on top of that... Um, so they can't, they're all like trying to figure out where her recipe, um, are because they can't find them and she hit them apparently. So in the process of virtual and show beefing about the burnt food that I mentioned, they're like going through the cabinets, just trying to take everything out. Like, oh, I need this. I need this. But they're like trying to take it before the other one takes it. Cause they're petty as fuck. Um, they end up finding it and it was so cute because they, they bond over it. And I thought that was nice. And I, and I think that's where their, their bonding started, actually. Like, where they made up and shit and started being nice to each other. That was cute. That was real cute. That was cute. You know, sorry. This isn't in my notes, but I just thought about it. So, at one point, Christian takes um, the kids to, like, town center or town square or whatever the fuck it was called. And, um he start campaigning and like the lady on the news interviews him and she was like oh you're gonna go sit on santa claus lap like that was just weird to me because bitch why would i sit on santa claus lap did you hear me mention that i was gonna go sit on santa claus lap like you didn't and i know you didn't so why the fuck would you ask me something that stupid like it just don't make sense to me okay so as i mentioned this movie has some things that like 
I don't understand. But then again, I live in my world thinking like that not everything I'm supposed to understand um, is everything is not. I grew up hearing everything is not for everyone. So I just took that and ran with that shit. Like I ain't supposed to understand that shit. And that's that. That's all. That's how it is. Um, but this movie is actually a fairly good movie. Um, so I would give this movie, um, as far as Christmas movie goes, because this movie again was just black people living. Like it, there wasn't like this family needed to be black. Like no part of that was ever talked about. Like, I don't even think that they ever mentioned it in the movie. Um, and I love that. Like, like I told y'all before, I love movies like that. Like, I love when black people can just exist and don't have to exist to be black. Or their role isn't to just be black. Like, they're just existing. And I love that. I, I really love that. So, y'all, I'm gonna give this movie an eight and a half. I am. I want to give it a nine. A part of me does, but I just feel like I couldn't give my favorite movie the score I wanted to give it last time. So I'm not going to try to get this movie higher. And I think I might even still get this movie higher because it wasn't 100% my view last time. But either way, I'll I'll stick by it and I'll give it a nine and I mean a five and a, a eight and a half um, because it was just really good. It was cute. It was family oriented, oriented orientated oriented um it was it was nice i like it it was cute it was like i could definitely see white people in these roles um and i like that i like that like they they weren't talking about the struggle of being black or just other black problems all right you guys so we've come to the end and i want to thank you all for being my great listeners and sticking through it with me and being there for me. Critics, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate all of you guys. And I hope that you guys all just have great holidays, um, a great Christmas for those that celebrate and those that don't. I just hope that you have fun having, hopefully you got today off and then well, tomorrow's Saturday, so. But hopefully you just enjoy the time that you got off um, due to America being so stuck on Christianity. Um, but yeah, so I hope that you guys tune in to hear my amazing voice next week as well because I already have a movie picked out and we're going to get through it and we're going to stick it out to close out the year together. Um, yeah, so just thank you. Thank you all so much. I really genuinely appreciate you guys. Bye, critics.